world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Music has the power to lift our mood or bring us to tears. It can spark vivid memories that instantly transport us back in time. But what about those whose memories are locked inside? This week on Parents Are Hard To Raise, Diane's special guest, Dan Cohen, founder and executive director of Music & Memory, tells how the gift of music is transforming the lives of people suffering from brain injury, dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. We have a very special guest today, Dan Cohen, the founder and executive director of Music and Memory, a nonprofit organization that promotes the use of personalized music to improve the lives of the elderly. The therapeutic outcomes of his work are portrayed in the documentary Alive Inside, which won the 2014 Sundance Audience Award. Music and Memory operates in 5,000 long-term care homes, hospices, home care programs, and hospitals across North America and Europe. Dan, welcome. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. I, I want to tell our audience, Google Alive Inside and watch this documentary to see people um, who are so withdrawn and who aren't don't speak and maybe they're in a nursing home or um, they're home you know with dementia and they just are are shy timid or just lying there in a nursing home been there for years and when you put those earphones on and you just watch them come alive and come you cannot watch this documentary and not want to laugh and cry and, and be so happy and at the same time you want to say what can I do how can I help so that's we have a, a wonderful audience and um, and I want to help we want to help you Dan so can you tell us a little bit about music and memory? What exactly do you do? So music and memory is really um, kind of setting the bar. We're a nonprofit. We're an education, training, and support organization uh, sort of proposing the um, how-tos for healthcare settings of all kinds so they can not just give people some music, anybody could do that, but how do you make it work for maybe hundreds of people being served um, in a health setting? Um, that takes a lot more work and structure and systems change and job descriptions change, and, and that's the kind of sort of large-scale um, uh, adaptation we're looking for so that everybody has access. Everybody, you know, anybody goes to a hospital or a nursing home, everybody has a big, nice TV set. Uh, <clears throat> why shouldn't they have their own music? Right. How was this idea born? 
So I'm a social worker, um, but I actually have a career in technology companies. And in, in 2006, uh, on the radio, actually, I heard a journalist talking about how iPods were ubiquitous. They're everywhere. And I thought, well, you know, kids have them mostly and many of us adults. But uh, in any kind of um, institutional setting, nursing home or, or hospital, it just didn't, you know, sound true. And so I, I, when I Googled iPods and nursing homes, at least in the U.S., there are 16,000 nursing homes in the U.S., and I couldn't find one of them giving anybody their own music. So <laughs> I called up a local nursing home, and I said, I know music is uh, your number one recreational activity. You have live musicians come in. You have a lot of group music. But can we see if there's any added value if we were to totally personalize the music? And they said, sure, come in. I came in with a laptop and a few iPods, and it was an instant and definitive hit with folks. They just lit up. Oh. So it is that personalized music. So I guess when I was watching you find out, you know, what what music they they used to listen to or, you know, jazz, gospel or rock and roll, whatever, and that's how you personalize it for them. So we go sort of a step beyond that. Okay. So if uh, any of your listeners were to think of their favorite genre of music, Okay. and then write down their top five musicians or groups, and then say to someone they know well or someone they don't know at work or at home, um, well, this is my favorite genre of music. I want you to guess my favorite five musicians uh, or singers, and how many will they be able to guess? And even people close you know, to you know, family, right. it's very hard. They sure. won't guess five, four, three, maybe they'll guess two or one. And so in general, we really have no idea what each person really likes. We know generally they like big band, but do they know which artist, or they like 60s or 50s or 40s. Uh, but each genre is very large, and no, no, nobody would want somebody else to pick out um, songs for them, really, right. um, because we today, we only listen to the music we want to listen to for as long as we want, you know, um, and stop as soon as we don't feel like listening anymore. Um, so we owe the same thing to all those who are unable to control or have access to music, easy access. Um, and so that's, that's what we're trying to do is, you know, for any of us that gets older and, and more infirm, uh, we'd still want our music and we'll still right. love our music, uh, but we, we're going to have a lot harder time getting access. In the documentary, you see, you know, Henry, for instance, he was withdrawn and didn't speak, and he just came to life. And, you know, you would think, gosh, for, I, I don't know, what what's the cost of an i you know, an iPod and those earphones? What could it be? <laughs> so, and we get them donated. I mean, and, uh, and iPods, actually, Apple stopped making them last summer. So, um, you know, we use other MP3 players. Um, so, no, it's very inexpensive. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, uh, for a Fifty dollars, we could get somebody up with uh, headphones and, and a, a music player, and um, you know, get them going. So um, it's it's not expensive at all, and people can use the um, unused ones in their drawers at home that are still working. You know, anybody can do this without spending money. Ah, okay. Um, so you work in hospices, in in uh, home care programs, etc. Are you are you finding it's getting easier and easier and people are, are more receptive today? So I, I think it's sort of, you know, word is out now. So for all of those people in healthcare, care, uh, all of these settings or people at home uh, that are really um, sort of walk the walk on, they really want to give the very best care to those they um, in, in their care, um, they're all over it. 
You know what I mean? So if their motivation is first and foremost, let's give all of these folks, you know, the kind of treatment we want our own family to get or we'd like to get ourselves, um, then they're going to um, make every effort to adopt it. Uh, that's what we found. So it's and it's very much a word of mouth success. Uh, Music and Memory is a small nonprofit, and yet with five thousand settings adopting it, it's one setting saying to the other, "No, this is great. It works." Yeah. Um, so, and it, in addition to the places you said, U.S. and Europe, North America count, count. It's also uh, running in over hundred locations in Australia. It's running in Israel, South Africa, Fantastic. Germany, Switzerland, <laughs> um, and so you know it, it's because everybody's the same. Uh, challenges with uh, um, dementia um, and um, you know other um, ways people you know, sort of decline in, in with old age. Right. Sure. Now, um, does it help replace the use of any drugs? Actually, actually it does. So the the feedback we get. So, so there there are these drugs when. Somebody has dementia right. and more advanced dementia. Sometimes they get agitated, um, and so they may get prescribed uh, these antipsychotic drugs. And, and these are really not meant for calming people down. They're really meant for someone who's got a psychiatric diagnosis, and they scramble your brain. They double, triple your risk of death, um, in fact. And so the government says, no, please stop using these, um, and we're, we're offering an alternative. Okay, we can calm, help calm people down and give them a good time instead of drugging them, uh, and that, off, that works very often. Um, so reduction in antipsychotics, anti-anxiety medications, antidepressants um, have all been shown to be decreased. Not for every person. doesn't mean automatically it works with every person, uh, but it works you know, uh, for many people. Uh, and for every healthcare setting, they all have great success with this as an intervention. Now, how, um, how does someone, you know, maybe we have a lot of... Um, children of aging parents and how does someone you know who's taking care of mom or dad in their own home how would someone go about adopting this sure good question so on our, on the music and memory website musicandmemory.org um, we have a free um, guide for how to set up a personalized playlist at home um, and so it's a PDF, and anybody can go to the website and, and download that. And it gives, you know, here, here's an explanation of sort of the sequence of w- w- how to do this um, and what is, what's sort of the – it answers a lot of the questions that come up around this process. Um, so anybody can do it today. In fact, we encourage everybody to do it for all of their elders, even if they're home and healthy. Right. Um, my father-in-law was home and healthy, and I had him set up with headphones and a speaker <laughs> for his iPod. And, and then one day uh, he had a heart attack. Uh, so and in the hospital, well, he had his music. Right. So his hospital experience was no longer sitting around anxious. It was actually having a good time. Uh, and as he went to a nursing home and hospice and then died about a year later, uh, the music followed him through it and was helpful to him, to all of us, because he was in a better mood, and also to all of the uh, staff in these places, because he was, a, he was a, a more cooperative patient. So that's fantastic. So I want everyone to go to your website and, and especially, you know, taking care of uh, your mom or dad in their own home. Um, now, you know, I don't know, this is kind of a crazy question, but I notice, I guess the administrators, you know, in, in the nursing homes, uh, they're saying, well, we can't have some people have them and some not. Can can family members just, you know, purchase them for their... their- so- 
Yeah, so this is how it works in a nursing home. So anybody could, yes, if somebody has a mother or father or sibling um, or spouse in a nursing home or assisted living community or any setting, they can certainly set up a device, bring it in when they're there. But what tends to happen when you ask, oh, you know, I'll be back next week. Could you take care, give my mom, you know, her music? And they go, oh, no, really, that's not my job. Uh, and so dead end and that's how it goes and that's why music and memory we're saying no this is um leadership of every uh nursing home has to be all in everybody the head of nursing the administrator head of social work and everybody's trained and it is everybody's job to do this and then yes of course we'll do this for you okay well that makes perfect sense (laughs) yes and we'll be back after the break with Dan Cohen, founder and executive director of Music and Memory. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound, vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Were you ever young? You're listening to Parents Are Hard To Raise. Now, thanks to you the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. And I want to welcome our new listeners. Welcome the listeners in Paris, Tokyo, London, Calgary, Hong Kong, Seoul, and in the U.S., Austin, Texas, San Jose, California, Salt Lake City, Utah, Travelers Rest, South Carolina, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. So we're talking to Dan Cohen, founder and executive director of Music and Memory. Dan, um, tell us about the film, Alive Inside. 
Sure. Uh, when I started as a volunteer, um, going in, giving people their music and, and getting this great response, I would tell my friends about this, you know, friends and family. This is, wow, this is what's happening. and People really love this, and, and it's a great thing. And they go, oh, Dan, how nice you're bringing the old people music. <laughs> and I go, no, 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 you, you don't get it. This is really significant. It just be, exceeded my expectations of, of sort of impact. Um, and so I knew, because everybody, we are all, we all have our own lifelong lifelong experience with music and we're all our own experts on music and it's difficult when somebody presents a sort of a different definition of how music what music can do for people to accept it and i thought i had to really get some of this on film so i could show people directly and so i was able to connect with the filmmaker can just come with me for you know an afternoon um and so he did and that ended up being henry uh which um went viral in 2012 it's the most viewed uh, video of any kind on, on Alzheimer's and dementia at 60 million views now. And then that was, and, and that's because it was, uh, 25,000 people an hour were watching it at some point, uh, after some kid said on Reddit, um, the social media site, uh, this is us in 70 years. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I knew at that point, you know, we, we really, uh, had other people I wanted to film brought him around. And then the filmmaker at some point said, you know, this could really make a documentary. Uh, and so then we spent five years kind of off and on making Alive Inside. Wow. It, it just touches you, you know, that you, you really captured all the emotions of, you know, the elderly and infirm and, and people with dementia or, you know, MS or, you know, people just lying in a bed and, you know, just being in a nursing home. You, you, I, I know uh, the one gentleman, I think you had said nine years, you know, just... So it's an extraordinary thing you're doing. If, if I could just sort of sort of widen this a little bit, so this goes way beyond um, dementia. Uh, so dementia, so many people suffer from that. So that is sort of a a, a, um, a, a major um, application or use of the music. But it's also uh, very effective for people with Parkinson's disease. Okay. It's very effective for people in pain. It's very effective for people with a variety of. Um, psychiatric diagnoses. It's helpful for people who have difficulty swallowing, who are sort of near death. They somehow remember how to swallow and they don't need a feeding tube. Uh, it's helpful in rehab. Somebody breaks a leg. Uh, if you have dementia and you break a leg or a hip, um, the PT will say, well, you know, you really can't we can't help you because you're not going to remember how to do the repetitions and, and to be motivated. But we found people have their own music. They actually focus better and are motivated, and, yeah. and and then they do better. We get them to walk again. And this is being used in detox and hospitals and OBGYN and spinal surgery. I mean, so the, the range of music, if you can think of anywhere where music makes you feel better under any circumstance, then try it. You know, yeah. that's the that's the, the beauty here. It's phenomenal. I mean, it, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 so exciting. I mean, what can what can our listeners do? What can we do to help? Well, certainly right on the website. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, on our music and memory site, there's a donate, you know, a button right on the home page there. Um, you know, our money was almost entirely to programming and reaching more people uh, as a nonprofit. Um, it's, uh, that would be usually helpful to um, have you know, public support, um, certainly. Um, people can also, when they, if they have a relative in a nursing home or assisted living community or a hospital or anywhere, uh, they can say to the administrator, um, you know, if they don't have music in memory yet, well, why don't you know, 
have they heard of it? They probably have. And can you start it? And, and then recommend they see the movie. Um, and, uh, and the movie is great. People call it um, the best documentary they've ever seen. So, and it's a great multi-generational film. So it's great to see with kids, grandkids, and just everybody in a room. Uh, and uh, because it prompts discussion and it helps, it helps dispel uh, myths and misunderstandings about um, dementia. That, that young people might have, um, and they understand that even if someone has more advanced dementia, and, and 2 million out of the 5 million people with dementia in the U.S. alone, there are 44 million people with dementia globally, um, and 40% of those folks all have advanced dementia, and they're sort of given up for lost. There's yeah. no one home. Uh, but because music is really connecting with your emotional system, and even with one's short-term memory um, kind of faded, uh, our emotional systems are still very much intact. And that's why we're going to love that and, and respond to that music, regardless of how advanced our dementia is. Love and music are the last to go. I understand you're in uh, Canada as well, uh, Europe? Yes. Across Canada, 270 health settings in Canada run the program. We have 48 in the Netherlands. Um, actually, in France, we just got our first uh, um, uh, nursing home saying they're ready to go. Uh, we have just started our first one in Argentina. Um, the U.K., we actually just uh, almost finished setting up Music and Memory uh, U.K. We already are running 12 homes in the U.K. and three in Ireland, uh, about to start in uh, Stockholm. Um, wow. So, you know, we're, we're pretty excited. Fantastic. It is. Were there any unexpected benefits of music? Well, yes, many. Um, I'm, I'm surprised no matter how much it helps the caregiver. Yeah. So in the city of Toronto, actually, mm -hmm. anyone who's got a diagnosis of dementia gets a free um, music player. Really? Um, and, <laughs> and yes, they just automatically, you get it. Uh, they've given out 4,000 families that many music players because it helps so much on someone getting through the day. So what the music does also... Um, it makes uh, everything run more smoothly. So if someone might be in a bad mood, oh, we've got to go to the doctor, and then they get all upset at the doctor's office and the doctor can't do a checkup or whatever. But with the music, oh, yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. Hi, doc. You know, <laughs> people are, and or to be bathed. Bathing is tough at home. So yes. for caregivers, this is a huge benefit, uh, and, and we have many home care organizations and others using this because it reduces caregiver stress, which is a huge health uh, negative yes. uh, for somebody who's at home every day of the week all day trying to take care of someone who might be difficult. Um, and so the, um, that's one thing. I mean, the, the, uh, the fact that it's helpful in pain reduction and swallowing and rehab and sort of many things I've learned along the way that have been really um, helpful, even, even for people who are aloof and, and reluctant to get involved with others and they sort of, sort of turned into themselves. If they have music before an activity, then they list themselves 10 minutes later, oh, yeah, they're more ready to, okay, I'll, I'll participate. You know, so that's a, it's a big thing. You know, each of these seems small by itself, but they're really uh, big for the individual and for the family. Right, right when they see improved interaction and, and a better uh, mood and sense of well-being, um, all, all of these things benefit. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm a um, I'm a big proponent of um, as a gerontologist of, of people remaining in their in their homes. You know, aging in place, and there is a lot of our listeners. You know, they have parents, elderly parents. They're taking care of them, and bathing is a big issue, and that's a that's a you know. 
fantastic. I would have never, you know, thought about that, but that is, that's fantastic. And that is something, you know, that uh, can help. I'm sure it can help many of our listeners. Yes, uh, it, it certainly can. We, we know it can. We work with Alzheimer's organizations uh, and other dementia support organizations, and they're doing this, you know, giving people this for home use. And at home, they say, wow, this has really improved this and that. I can, I can, let's say, cook a meal and not worry about my spouse who's got dementia in the other room, walking out the door or getting right. into trouble when they have their music. I know they'll sit there for a solid 20 minutes. Right. And so that that that, that in-home respite yeah. um, is a big deal, and it does contribute to helping aging in place. Because the number one reason someone will say, "Mom, I told you I'd keep you home, uh, but I can't anymore, and I'm going to put you in a nice place," um, because they get too agitated or sundowning happens, right? The right. stress. Um, but if people are just calmer all the time, or most of the time, because you do drastically reduce um, agitation. Uh, then you'll be able to stay home. People will be able to keep their loved ones home longer. And that's a, a, a very definitive kind of constant um, 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 outcome. Uh, you know, again, not everybody, it's not guaranteed to work. You have to find the right music. Music mm-hmm. needs to hold personal meaning for someone. It can't be just play anything, play the genre. So what does this connect to? This might connect to when they met their uh, husband or wife or first kiss or hanging out with their friends when they were 10 years old. Um, just this, just the, the music of that time. Um, the, the, most, the music people listen to most, there was a study of all the music people listen to on Spotify, is between 11 and 14. That's the music we want to listen to most. Really? Um, yes. So it's really, and think about the music when you hear music that it just grabs you a little differently. It grabs you stronger, uh, as opposed to other music which you may really enjoy. But there's just something about music during that time that has an extra impact. It's wonderful. I don't even know. It, you know, such a simple thing, but what it can do—a tremendous value in all the things you were saying I mean you know the agitation or the just people being withdrawn the one woman that really uh sparked you know I I kept watching her in your documentary where you know she was um went to use the elevator and her husband said okay you know up or down you know press the button and she was so timid and oh did I do that right did I do that wrong you know and then you you were talking to her you know in her home and she was just so kind of into herself and 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 just no confidence and then you put those earphones on and she just came alive you know she got up and danced and just took control it's just fantastic so Everyone, please go to Dan's website and make a donation. This is a wonderful, wonderful organization. If you are an uh, an Amazon Prime member, you can watch it alive inside. Yes, Amazon Prime, iTunes, YouTube for $1.99, an official version. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much. I know you got something out of this episode. I know you got some insight into something that you've been dealing with. I know all our audience can help. Remember, the best conversations happen at parentsarehardtoraise.org. So I want you to go there right now and leave a question or comment so myself, our team, and the entire Parents Are Hard to Raise community can support you. Please share as much detail as you can because remember, your story can help someone else. 
If you found something helpful in this episode, which I know you did, please subscribe to our show on iTunes or iHeartRadio. And I'd be so grateful if you'd share this episode with your family and friends. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a Countersink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York, under license of Broadcast Music Incorporated. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to reading your comments. Can't wait till we meet again next week on the next episode of Parents Are Hard to Raise. Till then, may you forget everything you don't want to remember and remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week.